Good afternoon, listeners, and welcome back to the Under the Scope podcast where we discuss music. I'm your host, Will Brost, and calling in, as always, my good friend, our first 2022 podcast. How excited are you, Patrick? Oh, I'm I'm so excited. This is, uh, it's a great, great time to be podcasting. I love doing the beginning of the year stuff and super exciting album to talk about too. Absolutely. Uh, You know, end of the year uh, topics are some of my favorites. You know, we did songs of the year, albums of the year, Mm -hmm. um, the Scopey Awards, of course, but I do like going into a new year. Uh, you know, because there's so much optimism for like, oh, well, this album's coming out, this album's coming out, and just getting excited for what the year has to offer. And uh, a pretty big release happened the first week of 2022, which uh, does not happen very often. Typically, it takes some time for the music year to get going. Um, But we're doing a solo podcast today, or at least a podcast on a solo album, as opposed to a group of albums, because this one's a pretty big deal. Our uh, our topic for the first podcast of 2022, ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. <laughs> nice. <laughs> had to do it. Had to squeeze it in there somehow. Um, it's a Tuesday. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday, but yeah, that I mean, still, <laughs> we're at, we're as far away from the weekend as we could possibly be. <laughs> but here we are talking about uh, Dawn FM. Um. So I'm really excited to talk about this one. Let's uh, let's I'll do a brief introduction on what this album's all about. Mm. Um, I need to introduce who the weekend is too. I, I'm not, yeah, I'm not so sure. <laughs> you know, if you saw the Super Bowl last year, a very <laughs> the Super Bowl, like very the, niche programming. The Super Bowl happens right. on a Sunday, and uh, if you squint closely, you would have noticed a singer during a 20 minute period at the halftime that's the weekend okay so yeah so think about okay so you may know who the weekend is um but dawn fm let's see what do i have here okay you are now listening to the under the scope podcast review of dawn (laughs) fm the acclaimed fifth studio album from canadian singer songwriter the weekend The album's concept metaphorizes the post-death state of purgatory as a literal journey toward the light. According to The Weeknd himself, he imagines purgatory as, quote, like being stuck in traffic waiting to reach the light at the end of the tunnel. And while you're stuck in traffic, they got a radio station playing in the car with a radio host guiding you to the light and helping you transition to the other side, unquote. The album's radio host is none other than Jim Carrey, who speaks in a radio voice not too dissimilar from the voice you are hearing right now. As you may imagine, this podcast episode may discuss potentially uncomfortable topics such as death, aging, and the afterlife. Scared? Don't worry. We'll be there to hold your hand and guide you. Just relax and enjoy another hour of commercial-free conversation on the Under the Scope podcast. Patrick, where would you like to begin? <laughs> I, I'm having a lot of fun. That was, that was one of the best intros I've ever had. That was awesome. Hey, 2022, I had to come correct. You know, had to had to start off big, I, but I, I appreciate it. <laughs> spectacular work. Thank you, thank you very much. That actually got very long, 
And I thought about doing that radio voice bit the entire time, uh, like the rest of the yeah, podcast. We, that's what we should have. <laughs> Yeah, I should have just committed, just yes-anded to it for the entire podcast. <laughs> We're both just doing a, a Jim Carrey on Dawn FM impression for 90 minutes. Now, eventually we eventually we change into, like, shock jock style. Like <laughs> <laughs> We got our little, like, sound effects, like, zing! We just do different radio. That's actually not a bad idea. Oh, it's time for... Oh God, this is already off the rails. I love it. Uh, so there's a lot of places we can go. We can go with just like, how do you feel about this album? How do you feel about the weekend? Uh, you know. Yeah. Well, I wanted to talk about like just about the album briefly first, so that we can uh, mm-hmm. get the suspense out of the way mm-hmm. on how we're feeling. Absolutely. That's good with you. Absolutely. Yeah, I find this album pretty interesting. So I'm, I'm down yeah. to talk. I'm I'm loving this album. Nice for the, for the most part. Um, I think that it's like some of the best stuff I've heard him put out. It's so clean from front to back. The production on it is just awesome. Um, yeah, it's the the concept behind it is totally awesome. I think it's it's yeah. I, I think it's totally up my alley, and I think that it's executed in a way that's like accessible enough for pretty much anybody to like enjoy, which is really really great. I love that. Um, and the weekend sounds just fantastic on this album too. So I'm, I'm really, really liking it. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you. I think this is some of the weekend's best material. Um, the production, when I saw that, I mean, there's plenty of names associated with this album, uh, yeah. such as, you know, the weekend himself does a lot of production. Uh, Max Martin does a lot of production and then some appearance appearances from like Swedish house mafia, uh, Calvin Harris, but the name you and I noticed, yeah. uh, one of tricks point never, uh, who has collaborated with the weekend, you know, a bit recently. Um, but he does a bulk of the production here and, uh, God, it just sounds so cool. It knocked it out of the park. Absolutely knocked it out of the park. It's like this eighties, yeah, weird, uh, kind of chill wave sound. Um, yeah, very sinister in some ways, but also like very blissed out. And uh, I think that it's like the combination on some of these tracks with him and like Max Martin, like mm. the the saccharine pop god basically seriously yeah (laughs) like okay for context the last thing that as far as i know that max martin produced was coldplay's last album (laughs) i mean he's produced like baby one more time by britney spears uh you know this is the kind of guy who's also associated with this record yeah right yeah and like for better or worse like he's had some like amazing hits in the past but he also produces some pretty like hollow sounding stuff (laughs) so like (laughs) To have him paired up with one of Tricks Point Never, though, like that, like crystal clean, polished pop sound mixed with like the weirdness of one of Tricks Point Never's like DIY stuff is mm-hmm. like amazing. I, I think it sounds fantastic. I agree. It's, it's a, you know, a lot of artists are doing this. A lot of pop artists are doing this 80s throwback, you know, but each person, each artist kind of has their own. 80s sound they're kind of pulling from and the weekend is just leaning into the synth wave uh aesthetic uh with his vocals that have always kind of sounded like michael jackson he just kind of naturally brings an 80s vibe 
just on his vocal tone. Uh, and I, I saw someone tweet, I wish I wrote down who tweeted it, um, but the general aesthetic, uh, someone said, you know, the thing I like most about The weekend is he seems like a guy who has at least once been high at the club and gone, wait, what the fuck do you mean you've never seen Drive? And that's exactly <laughs> what this album sounds like. It reminded me of the Drive soundtrack, which is kind of a meme at this point, but it, it, it I love The weekend using that aesthetic, and I think he fits it perfectly. Like, a decade yep. ago... A decade ago, The Weeknd came out with, you know, he came onto the scene with, like, House of Balloons, and 10Trix was doing Replica at the time. And I never would have thought that they would not only collab, but collab in a way that worked so well. And you've been following 10Trix Point Never ever since Replica, or maybe even before that, as far as I know. So what did you think about, like, you know, him going from Replica to uh, R plus seven, you know, Garden of Delete, you know, that era to like where we are now with One of Tricks Point yeah. Never, uh, working with The Weeknd, doing the un Uncut Gem soundtrack. You know, he's really exploded. And what did you think about just how his career has progressed and how this fusion with The Weeknd has worked out? Yeah, that's that's great. Yeah, I think I talked about on like whenever we did our decade stuff mm -hmm. um i talked about how like explosive um of a like rise <laughs> one of tricks point never has had which is like something that i don't think anybody really would have predicted no. based off of the fact based off of what replica was you know back in 2011 like it's just such a strange record and pretty much all of his stuff has been very bizarre and strange up until recently um i mean even this is pretty weird yeah uh, it's, uh, just it's just because it's paired with a weekend style that it manages to be pretty poppy and accessible but i was uh i had to be honest like after hours i really did like his use um like uh, the way that the weekend utilized him on that i thought that it created such a unique sound even within the like 80s sound that's kind of starting to creep around the pop world right now like dual mm -hmm. leap is also doing that mm -hmm. um his his production style is so unique that it 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 carves its own little corner even in that world so i was excited to see that but i was a little nervous just because like seeing these super indie diy electronic guys get this big i was like uh oh like i hope that you know i don't know the sellout fear was basically there for mm. a second um but like i shouldn't have ever doubted and this just totally reinforced like the fact that like he's just a very talented producer and artist um and just understands sound and aesthetic so well and it doesn't matter if he's working on a pop record or even like his own stuff uh, he's going to create interesting stuff. So I'm, I'm like such a fan of, of his now. Yeah. I, I've really come around, you know, I, I didn't quite understand, uh, his earlier work and I, I have a replica re-listen somewhere in the near future. Nice. Um, but you know, I also want to give credit to the weekend who is one of the biggest pop stars of the past decade. And, uh, you know, it, I appreciate his willingness to take a risk by working with uh, One of Tricks Point Never and, you know, some other interesting artists throughout his career. That's um, a good point, yeah. Yeah, he's clearly, uh, The weekend is a man of taste, and uh, I think that's been a big benefit uh, to his career.
Um, but let's get a little, uh, you know, specific here. What are some of the songs on this, what, 16-track, mm-hmm. 50-plus-minute uh, album? What are some of the ones that stood out to you as being uh, some of the better tracks? Yeah, so the first, uh, like, five songs up, yeah. until, up until we get to the interlude, mm-hmm. um, the first interlude, is, like, almost just totally perfect. Yeah. Including uh, the like minute and a half intro track, uh-huh. it, like even that is great, you know. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love I love that because it, it it gives you the concept right out of the gate too, which uh, is just awesome. And um, yeah, and then it just kicks right into gasoline, which yeah, uh, of the of the five that I'm that I'm thinking of, that one's probably my favorite. It's great. Yeah, it's awesome. I love the how different it sounds. I wish that uh, he Weekend does it a couple, maybe only like one other time, really on on this album, but not to this extent. Um, the little voice like manipulation that he yeah. does, where you see kind of this weird off putting British accent, um, like sort of like a Depeche Mode, Joy yes. Division style, like uh, gothy disco stuff i totally agree Uh, with that yeah i wish i would have seen a little more i could have gone for honestly a whole album conceptualized in that character i i I was hoping we would get yeah more lower pitch kind of vocal modulation because he that's how he i guess the first verse he pretty much does that where it's like it's five again my time again and then yeah by the time the chorus comes in it's like you know it's it's classic weekend which sounds great because he's the weekend but I was like, oh, man, I wish there were, you know. And then, like you said, there's not, you pretty much get classic weekend vocals the rest of the record uh, right. for the most yeah, part I mean, as well. How, how Do I Make You Love Me and Take My Breath are total weekend vocal songs. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Which is fine. It sounds good. Uh, They're awesome. Yeah, I, I love, for sure. If it wasn't for the fact that Gasoline has just got such a unique, like, eeriness to it and, like, with, with that vocal uh, effect, uh Take my breath might actually be, you know, my favorite if it wasn't for that. But gasoline mm-hmm. just has this like feeling to it that I was like, holy shit! Like I really, I, I, I thought that it was, I thought it was awesome. It captured me right away. So yeah, no, I totally agree. And and one thing I love about um, gasoline is this: the weekend's ability to have kind of millions of people singing along to his songs without really (laughs) realizing what they're singing about. And, you know, yeah, pretty gruesome stuff. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not like this particularly enlightened person or anything. I kind of had to really read into the lyrics to figure this out. Um, But, you know, gasoline is, uh, you know, it's a cocaine reference. And, you know, the half joke, half truth about the weekend is that every single one of his songs is about cocaine. uh, If you look hard enough, but uh, you know, I, this is classic weekend song content. You know, he's doing drugs, uh, you know, he's falling in love. Um, but you know, there's like some problems in the relationship problems with himself that are, you know, causing the problems within the relationship, uh, him being afraid to kind of fall in love. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, and he says on that track, you know, I'm nihilist. I know there's nothing after this, you know, so he is directly talking about his own, uh, theories of the afterlife, uh, which mm-hmm. is, I guess, the general concept. Um, and I'm sure we'll dig more into that later because I found that really interesting. Um, 
Yeah. But in, another song on this leg that I love um, is another one where, oh, the song's actually about what now? Is uh, yeah. is Take My Breath. And it, it's a phenomenal yes. song. Uh, one of the best songs about sexual asphyxiation that I've heard uh, in, in quite a while. <laughs> and yeah. my favorite aspect of this song at least on the album, is that he went with the extended version of the song, this like six minute, uh, like dance cut club mix, whatever you want to call it. I thought that was mm-hmm. a smart move uh, because it's a big production flex for one. And uh, it just adds a lot of like propulsion to the song so that when the weekend finally does come in, it just makes that hit even better. But I agree with mm-hmm. you. The first leg of this album is pretty dang great uh, overall. Yeah. yeah, I mean, just the... It's just so polished and unique, and uh, and I love how the tracks just so seamlessly transition into each other too. Like the 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 transitions on this album yes. are another point of production that is just like really really cool. Absolutely, and uh, I think it, that kind of fits in with kind of the radio aspect. You know, the the concept. You know, they're kind of playing maybe yeah, like a radio true. mix. Uh, and there's several moments on this record, not just in that leg where they seamlessly transition into the next track and uh i'm always a fan of that yeah yeah that's a good point yeah so that's kind of funny too because this album is with those radio interludes slash like i mean he has the uh, tale by quincy so that it's Mm -hmm. like that's like the only other person or like talking interlude i guess besides the jim carrey ones right yeah there's that on here there's like the um and it is the weekend's talking but that every angel is terrifying where oh yeah which i thought was a pretty cool idea it's pretty cool yeah yeah it's like this i don't know calling it like afterlife personified as a new sci-fi movie that's coming out it's like mm-hmm. cr- critics say that afterlife makes your current life look like a total comatose snooze fest. You know, I, I thought that was pretty cool. But other than that, yeah, the interludes are uh, the, the talking, I guess, is kept to a uh, kind of a minimum. Yeah. So like the uh, so I'll say this, like after those uh, five tracks on down to sacrifice and then you get the interlude with Quincy Jones, that uh, interlude kind of starts this yeah tiny stretch of like oh man like yeah you know it's not bad by any means like pretty much every track on here has something positive about it like at at the very least the production is great on there's not really any song that i can complain about on that but i will say like the what for me what was what was a little disappointing is that the Quincy Jones feature on here totally takes me out of mm. the concept, and then after that we've got a couple of songs that also really take me out of the concept too. I mean, like on the even on like here we go again, yeah, he's directly referencing like EXO the label and his performance at the Super Bowl, which is like. You know, it, it, it's a little too. It, 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 I don't know. It ties you right back into the real world, and I feel like he did such a good job of capturing this otherworldly uh, concept on the first few tracks that it, it just doesn't make much sense to me. Yeah, uh, and and you know, besides that, like out of time and best friends, 
Um, like those, those tracks are like ones that I'm like, eh, kind of forgettable, like melodically and just, they both kind of basically say the exact same thing too. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, uh, yeah, so uh, that's that. Uh, that's what I it. That's what I wanted to point on. Yeah, I uh, I'll respectfully disagree on out of time just because this yeah. is the one that leans the furthest into this Michael Jackson influence uh, that I mentioned earlier, and I end up really liking it because of that. But that's true, and I do I do like that aspect of it. I I actually agree with your. Here we go again. I, I didn't even. No, I agreed until you said it, so good point by you. But yeah, he has that line where he says, you know, used to sing on lofts, but now we're cruising on a yacht, which part of me liked because, oh, sing on lofts, that's a a, a reference to loft music on House of Balloons, you know, that, oh, that's kind of cool. But Oh, yeah. But it's also not like, oh, now I'm thinking of House of Balloons when this album as a concept is supposed to kind of take me out of it's supposed to kind of take me out of like the weekend as a person we know, you know, right? But like you said, with the Super Bowl halftime show and the XO, uh, and also that I just don't even know if the song fits that well and it has a disappointing Tyler feature. Uh, yeah, the Tyler feature I was really disappointed with. It's like super short and also like I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what it's really there for honestly right it's it's brief but also repetitive you know it's like you won't sign this prenup yeah, uh a few pretty times much every every line on on his verse is saying the exact same thing basically i don't want to get married i don't want to get married like, <laughs> it's like at that point why even bring him on like okay dude we get it like <laughs> but I'm, I'm glad you and i i think kind of feel the same way about uh you know the second half of the record there is a lot to be desired i think uh so I like Out of Time, but my stretch especially is like Best Friends, Is There Someone Else, and Starry Eyes. Um, is There Someone Else? That's the one song I even have an issue with the instrumentation a little bit uh, because it, it does this like Grimes-esque vocal, you know, background vocal. Yeah, that's it, true. And it sounds weirdly played out or behind the curve for an album that's trying to go for this like bold consistent sound uh so that threw me out um that's a good point actually so it's really just i i kind of taking your side on that one too well thanks yeah so you, yeah we're, we're convincing each other here we're gonna end up with the exact same final thoughts and, and rating we're just <laughs> this gonna is what happens. we're just gonna fuse into one uh being um <laughs> but yeah i really just kind of when I listen to this album from front to back, I find myself nodding off uh, in the second half until yeah. less than zero comes on. And then I'm like, oh, this is maybe my favorite song in the entire album. But then it's oh. at the end of the album. So I don't know. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So even like uh, Don't Break My Heart. That one. And... That one's cool. That Of the stretch from Out of Time to Less Than Zero, that Don't Break My Heart is probably my favorite in that, you know, okay. in the in the between. Um, but I heard you're married. I'm like, eh. those little Wayne lines, your number is in my yeah. phone. Or no, no, that's the weekend one. Uh, <laughs> your number's in my phone? Who the hell says that? What is that? Yeah. <laughs> no, I actually, I liked that line. I'll come back what to that the, in a second. Uh, you like it dirty and I'm dirty hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell hubby I'll kill him no hubcap. What? Um, yeah. The 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 features on this album, it's like, or the, the yeah. rap verses on on this uh album i guess like the hip-hop artists that are featured tyler and lil wayne i guess right 
so disappointing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's super disappointing. I I was I I got through the Tyler verse and I was like, okay, like not the best. Lil Wayne's coming up though. Like, let's let's see, this this could be really cool. (laughs) This is the exact same thing. I'm like, why is this song here? Like, yeah. Yeah, how's it the- also, it, again, kind of takes me a bit out of the, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. I, part of me is like, am I putting too much, um, uh, like, pressure on this album to have this all-consuming right. concept? But it seems like he's pretty committed to it, given the fact that, you know, it's bookended by both of these uh, Jim Carrey radio DJ Don FM stuff. And then... You know, throughout the album, we get plen- like little interludes of like Don FM. He like is that. so good at that. I <laughs> I love those. They're great. Yeah, they were <laughs> they were great. They were like kind of funny, but also like very weird and kind of like creepy in a way. Yeah, right. And then you get and dirty Harry. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, like I I I don't want to be somebody that's like super purist about like. Mm-hmm concept needs to be totally front to back but but like also i'm like well he seems pretty committed to it you could have done without a couple of these you know features yeah no i like how's jim carrey going to be the best feature on this entire album you know yeah. like <laughs> oh yeah by far yeah which is so like that ending poem you know that worked for me you know fantastic yeah i thought i thought honestly. it was good there were like some kind of weird moments in there where he's like bang a gong you know but other than that i i yeah i thought it was a pretty effective uh poem to close well, out the album i don't know who wrote that i don't know if jim carrey himself wrote that or the weekend but yeah, I, 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 as a person who normally comes on this podcast and says, like, oh, I didn't really care for the interludes that much, I liked the interludes for the most part on this album. So credit to The weekend for that. Yeah, no, they, he killed it. I, I think that Jim Carrey just weirdly was the perfect pick for this. Mm-hmm. Because, the, because the idea is, like, you're listening to this radio station on your way into the afterlife, like... Jim Carrey has that bizarreness to him that was like absolutely a perfect uh, pick. And I actually, uh, just talking about that, the final track, the mm-hmm. spoken word poem, mm-hmm. those parts where he's like, yeah, like bang a gong, get it on, like all those yeah. weird. Uh, I thought that they were great because mm. like it adds in just such a, it, it, it adds to the bizarreness, I think. And, it's like classic Jim Carrey stuff where yeah. you know, you're like, where, where is he? You, you never know where he's going to go with this. Um, and I think the fact that it's like tied in with all of these uh, points that are actually like very poignant. Um, I mean, the, the wrapping up of it with the, you got to be heaven to see heaven. Yeah. Like is like actually really profound in some ways. Like, um, so I think that I, I thought that it was awesome, like that the way that it wrapped it up was great. Yeah, I and, and apparently Jim Carrey, I, I read that they're neighbors in real life, so I wonder if that's how that collaboration even happened. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, I agree with the the very end. You know, you got to be heaven to see heaven. May peace be with you. Uh, it reminded me of the Injury Reserve album from last year, strangely enough, uh, because most of the album. Uh, on Dawn FM 
is like this very nihilistic view of the world. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, I, you know, the weekend pretty much admits straight up, like, I don't believe in the afterlife. Mm-hmm. Uh, my life is being ruined by drugs and all my relationships are suffering because of that. And I need to be a better person, but I, I just can't, um, you know, very, I don't know, Bojack Horseman-y uh, in a way, which I yeah. think is why I yeah. enjoyed it so much. But then at the end, uh, Phantom Regret by Jim, you know, this final poem, it leaves you on some like optimism and, you know, hope. Uh, and I, I liked that, you know, it, it kind of yeah. tied everything up nicely and it wasn't like, yeah, man, life sucks. And that's the end yeah. of the album, you know, uh, life sucks and then you die literally. Exactly. Lumped. Yeah. Which, you know, might be true, but it isn't particularly the most entertaining thing to, it's not necessarily how I want to leave every album, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think in general, this concept worked and, uh, I just respect the, I respect the weekend for even doing this coming off of the Super Bowl, uh, where he could have done anything. Uh, and instead he yeah. made the most ambitious album of his career probably. Uh, so, yeah, I would, I would say so. Like, yeah, it, it's, this is just, we, and it's also gotten like the most streams I think already out of any album of 2022 uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> album of the year <laughs> i think has i think it's gotten the most streams out of his i could be wrong oh really that, okay out of his catalog I, I, but it, it's gotten a ton uh, but basically what i was saying like yeah props to him for like just totally like throwing <laughs> like yeah uh going going off the wall and just totally going for it on this one because it's so weird like looking at it i'm like how is this such a popular album i i don't are yeah and you know this might be a a nice time to kind of transition into like this brought me back to house of balloons and made me think about Mm -hmm. like the weekend as a force of music for his entire career in the time that I've really focused on music. You know, I started getting around, uh, getting into music around like 2010, 2011. And that's like when house of balloons came out. And, uh, you know, I was like, Holy cow, this guy sounds super dark and moody. And, you know, he obviously like R and B, but with some influences of electronic music. And what, impressed me as I was listening to Dawn FM was like, this is, you can still describe that album that way. Both House of Balloons and Dawn FM are dark, moody R&B projects with yeah. some electronic influence, but they sound completely different. And I think that's really cool that The Weeknd kind of has a sound, but he kind of slowly has iterated that over time. And he's kind of stayed true to himself while still experimenting and i think that's really cool yeah yeah that's that that's a really good point and i was a little nervous honestly like whenever we had like starboy era yeah because uh, i you know starboy as a song is a pretty solid pop song it's uh, I, I think it's pretty good but uh yeah the album is not very good at all no, and I was a bit nervous that we were going to get just kind of like, okay, Weekend's exhausted his, you know, creative uh, energy and we're going to get like some just standard boilerplate pop from now on. But like he's totally flipped that and I think is putting out, you know, with this, the most interesting stuff that he's done yet. Hmm. 
Yeah. And I, this also makes me want to go back and listen to After Hours again, too, because I'm like, you yeah. know, that that's how uh, positive I feel about the general feel of this album. It's like reinvigorated my uh, interest in The weekend for sure. Yeah, I, uh, I should go back and listen to After Hours as well, because I remember being kind of negative on that album. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, but by the end of the year, Blinding Lights was my number two song of the right. year. And I was straight up like, this is the best hit song of the past five years, you know? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. that's I, what he does, I feel like. Yeah, it's, and, and you know, and honestly, I'm kind of saying something similar with this album. I'm like, well, overall, you know, there's some filler and misses here and there, but like when it's good, it's pretty damn good. Um, yeah. It, though overall, I would say this is better than like, like you said, like Starboy or, uh, you know, whatever else, Kiss landed. Um, right. But this is apparently the second album in a new trilogy, from what I understand. Uh, so After Hours and then Dawn FM and then whatever comes after that. Uh, so I especially want to re-listen to After Hours, mm-hmm. given that context. You know, see if there's kind of this narrative that's building up. Um, but, yeah, I'm with you where, like, a few years ago, I was like, you know, I like The weekend, but it's kind of mid and... Uh, you know, is was it just like those mixtapes were great, and then immediately after that, like we're just kind of mm-hmm. this regular kind of pop star now? Because I bought Kissland on CD, his debut album, and I was disappointed. Um, and he really didn't get much better than that for a while after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I love this reinvention. Uh, it's my favorite stuff he's done since those mixtapes. I still prefer the mixtapes, but man, I'm really happy to see where the weekend has, has gone in that time. Uh, yeah. I mean, I remember when the weekend, you know, people, it was cool to like the weekend, you know, like I remember when it was cool to be like, Oh, you listen to the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. House of balloons era was like one of the coolest like times that was, that was such a, yeah. Like freshly, being a weekend fan felt like one of the coolest things that you could do. Absolutely. And, and even 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 for like, you know, people like people that are indie heads or more obscure, you know, people that like are like, you know, not pop pop guys, I guess. Like liking the weekend was just a cool thing to do for anybody. <laughs> yeah, the, I mean the music was obviously really cool. It it has this like 3 a.m. after a party vibe. Yeah. Um and he was so mysterious, you know, people didn't know he was a people thought the weekend was a band, you know, or a group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like there's a, if you look at Fantano's House of Balloons video, he's like he keeps referring to the weekend as a group. I'm like <laughs> it's it's yeah. funny to hear that now but at the time there was some genuine mystery and now i mean just the amount of influence he's had on r&b which before the weekend you know r&b it it, it didn't always sound so dark and moody but that's kind of what we associate with r&b now whether it's the weekend or frank ocean or fda twigs uh take care era drake uh i mean I don't, I don't want to say the weekend single-handedly like changed the entire genre, but he's a huge part of it and deserves well, his yeah. flowers, you know. He definitely deserves to be talked about for sure. Like and I think might be one of the most underrated yeah. um people when we talk about who influenced the current pop uh world. 
Yeah, I, I think that he his name doesn't get brought up enough. I, I think by weekend fans usually uh, his name gets brought up, like people that were around for House of Balloons time. But yeah, usually it's like you know Drake, which yeah, uh, or or Kanye or uh, Tyler to some extent, I or Frank Ocean, like and those guys are great and definitely have had influence. But uh, like Drake, for example took so much like take care is so much of an influence from the weekend like there's Absolutely. like what, four weekend uh, features <laughs> yeah. on that album? Yeah. Like, no seriously it, it's very drake's definitely going for a similar vibe for sure uh-huh. yeah and like yeah and and that's you know it, it's it's i i think that his influence definitely can't be understated if somebody was to tell me that he was the most influential pop artist hmm. of the past 10 years. Like, I don't think I would necessarily agree because I'd probably say, still say Kanye. But, yeah. like, I would not be mad at that at that uh, opinion. No. Uh, yeah, I agree with what you said. Like, The Weeknd is underrated as a, an artist, as a creative, you know, as a man of taste. Uh, the Weeknd is a great artist and uh i'm not sure people talked about him like that you know be- like him and kid cuddy i think both yeah deserve their props right like they should belong in like you know everybody kind of agrees kendrick is you know uh, one of the best artists of the past 10 years and like maybe the weekend should be up there now the argument against that is like the discography itself doesn't measure up to like kanye's discography over yeah. that time you know what i mean uh well, certainly, but, I'll take the weekend over the past five years than Kanye, but that's a different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If we can erase that part, then whatever. <laughs> yeah. But I remember when he was picked for the Super Bowl halftime show. I was like, it kind of struck me at first. That's like, true. Yeah, I was like, wait, really? The weekend is gonna do this? Because that's kind of a crowning achievement for a pop artist, and. Uh, even then, he fe- even when I, I I liked the Super Bowl halftime show in part because he made it super interesting and super yeah. his own, and yeah, he had people marching around in the after hours band aids, yes, while uh, while House of Balloons was playing, super dark, like <laughs> what? I was like, this is really cool, and you know, yeah. and uh, over his career, over the past ten years. Even if I haven't always loved what he's done, I've always appreciated, like, he's doing his own vision. It's, like, very clearly The weekend, uh, and it's yeah. always got, like, the, an edge to it. It um, always does have a little bit of an edge to it if you look. Sometimes you have to look hard for it, but there's always some edge there. Uh, so I saw a question. I think it was on, you know, kind of, like, Indie Heads Reddit or, or whatever, but a lot of people were saying that The Weeknd is the most interesting pop star we have right now. So I wanted to get your thoughts on whether or not you agree with that. Most interesting pop star. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, trying to... I, I think I'd probably agree. Like, I think that the... Probably the next natural person to throw up there is, like, Billy Eilish. Mm. But, like, I think the I think weekend stuff recently is more interesting. I might be in a minority there, but it's more interesting <laughs> than hers. I guess like yeah, Lil Nas X I think is mm. very interesting, and that's a good one. Olivia Rodrigo, 
But I think I'd still pick the weekend for for that. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Yeah, I thought really hard because I was like, you know, a lot of the other pop stars, like I liked the new Silk Sonic record and it was really cool. But I wouldn't think of Bruno Mars as like a generally interesting pop star, you know, Uh, an enjoyable one, a super talented one. uh, But interesting. I think that's where I keep coming back to with The Weeknd. It's like not only is he a great singer, but he has these creative visions that – I appreciate and respect the hell out of. Um, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, that's, that's exactly it. Yeah, because I'm, I'm now, like, really, like, cued into what this next trilogy is going to be, or this next album in this trilogy is going to be, and, like, interested in this whole concept and what's going on here. That doesn't happen very often. I, I, don't, I can't remember, the, like, the last time, if any time, that's happened for me with a pop artist yeah no absolutely yeah like when was the last time i was like oh i can't wait for this new pop stars album because i'm interested narratively how it fits with this (laughs) artistic vision they have you know what i mean like yeah uh, like yeah people people don't really do that in the pop i mean like because kendrick will do stuff like that but i don't know if i would consider him like a pop star you know like right and i was interested in like folklore taylor swift but not to the degree i'm going to be interested in the new weekend album whenever that comes out yeah this Um, is genuinely compelling stuff that you usually don't find um yeah from from a pop from a pop pop guy like right yeah weekend the weekend can be talked about in the same sentence as like I'm gonna use. I'm gonna. I'm gonna invoke the name. Uh-huh. Sean. Sean Mendes. Yeah. Sure. I mean. Yeah. When that's. It, they would appear on this a similar. You know. Daily mix. Spotify. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If you were to like. Yeah. Do 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 a uh, yeah daily daily mix of that. It there wouldn't be no reason why he shouldn't be there. But creatively speaking, it's like mm-hmm. it's so wild how how much more creative he is than the gen uh yeah the general pop star right now yeah and like i mean i'll use your boy sean mendez you're a big fan so i'll, I'll continue <laughs> to use him as an example but uh you know i don't see sean mendez coming out with an album or really anybody except for the weekend as far as pop stars go where not uh-huh. o- not only is the concept death and the afterlife <laughs> i want to see sean, sean mendez <laughs> God, I would pay so much money for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, would be pretty good. Uh, uh, Sean Mendez works with like I don't know some one of tricks point Trent, never equivalent. Yeah, Sean <laughs> Mendez and Trent, Trent Reznor and Backwash. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. That's hilarious. That would be now. Actually, that would be pretty great. I would probably then God. say Sean Mendez is the most interesting pop star we have. <laughs> Yeah, because even if it sucked, I'd be like, I mean, this that was, was interesting. A very interesting <laughs> album. <laughs> but like, so yeah, not only is the weekend talking about death and the afterlife, but he has a dark take on that. You know, he's frequently yeah. like, "Hey, you know, this is it. The, the light at the end of the tunnel. That's that's it. You know, there's yeah. nothing after that." Uh, it, it like I that's true. did not expect a pop star to ever say that on like <laughs> a record but uh you know i always i always wonder given that the weekend always 
talks about cocaine or sexual asphyxiation and no one picks up on it. I hope this concept at least like reaches people who are listening to this album. Yeah. Um, Cause I you mean, can enjoy it surface level for sure. I enjoy yeah. it surface level, but you can also enjoy it as like a, uh, not to sound too pretentious, but as like a, a, a thought experiment, you know, like, yeah, you no, can really it, sit down it, and think about what you just listened to afterwards. Uh, yeah. That's something that I really respect about him. It's like, um he i always really like this when it's executed well it's when you have the accessibility of just the melody and the general aesthetics and vibe uh that just kill it like in a club or mm-hmm. at a party or whatever and then you you know tie in these conceptual things or these lyrical moments that are that are able to you're able to just sit down and unpack but it, it doesn't require you to do that. Like you can listen to a weekend song at a party, and nobody's gonna like bat an eye, right? Right. Um, I, I really, I really love how he's able to do that because I can't imagine honestly how hard that's gotta be to to pull that together. Like he's <laughs> kind of duped. I, I won't say duped because that's that's a maybe a bit patronizing. Yeah. But he's he's. Yeah, he's got people in the clubs singing about about you know <laughs> ODing on drugs and yeah, stuff. like, like <laughs> it's, it's like it's very strange. But it, but at the same time, it's like you don't even question it. Like when I can't feel my face would come on at like parties or something like that. Obviously, you know I know and you know that the song is just straight up about you know cocaine. It's literally. Just, I can't feel my face. <laughs> I'm sure that a lot of people knew that too, but it's like it's it was such a catchy and uh, engaging pop song. Oh yeah, that nobody questions it. And yeah. you're like, oh yeah, totally. Why would you? You know, why would you question? Yeah, there's it? like so a Fallon fun. performance of it somewhere. I'm sure. You know what I mean? Like, it, 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 yeah. <laughs> Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise does his freaking lip sync. <laughs> does he really? Is, yeah, which is also one of the most like, god. oh my god, this is too much. <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, gosh. Oh, I was gonna say something and then I got distracted by that thought. Oh, that's what makes the weekend. I think. I think that's a huge reason why the weekend is still considered cool, even though he is literally one of the biggest pop stars in the world. Is because there is always that like dark subtext yeah. with them, and there is the kind of like, hey, if it, kind of an in crowd where it's like, hey, if you know what he's talking about, you know, this is actually pretty cool. Um, yeah, and that's I think true. yeah, and no one ever really accuses the weekend of selling out. At least I've never heard it. Uh, but he's arguably at the peak of his popularity now, so you could argue it, but he's always been, I don't know, cool. Well, he's always had I the think cred. If you're, I think if you're recruiting one of Trick's point never to do the bulk of your production, yep. like, that's, huge. that's not not quite selling out. Like, that's that's true. That No, that's that's a really good point. Yeah, he's he's yeah. got the, uh, and that's what keeps the indie crowd in, is him working oh, with yeah. that, or him... Uh, you know, a lot of people were like, guys, he name drops R.E.M. on the first song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> little stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he definitely, he gives the people what they want. Like, all across the board. He yeah, totally yeah. gives the people what they want. Absolutely. Um, gosh, this is great. Where do you want to go next with any of this? Anything on your mind? Um, 
I don't know. I yeah. I'm just I'm so curious as now as to like where he's going to go with this because, uh, like from what I understand, the After Hours had a bit of a concept of him battling with like drug addiction and things like that, and I think the character dies at the end. Mm. Um, and in this one, we have a you know the radio station in Purgatory on the way to the afterlife. Oh. So I'm wondering if we're going to get, like, what kind of style we're going to see him go from here. Like, if I'm hoping that we kind of stay with this 80s style, but I'm wondering if it'll be a little bit more, like, maybe it'll be darker. Maybe it'll be, like, God, you know, be so great. a hell kind of concept, or oh. maybe it'll be a heaven concept. It would be kind of vibrant. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's, God, those are all really good ideas. Yeah, maybe it's, like, maybe it's the afterlife, but because he has a nihilistic view on the afterlife and it, like, doesn't exist or whatever, it's just 48 minutes of silence. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or just, like, drone metal. Oh, like, my God. <laughs> the weekend recruits son uh, <laughs> to produce the new album. But, that, you know... God, I hope so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, you know, all of your ideas for, like, what's to come... I think are like really interesting and exciting. And that kind of brings me back to like this concept. And you mentioned it like, I guess in the course of the album where there were some moments that maybe took you out of the concept, took you out of the narrative a little yeah. bit. So as much as I like this record and we're talking about uh, how cool this concept is and how thought provoking it was, like I still think there is like a little missed potential yeah. with this. Uh, I would have you know, me personally, like I still like this album, but I would have uh, preferred a little lean into it a little more. You know, maybe go a little darker, maybe focus more of the song content on kind of these existential thoughts. You know, because mm-hmm. um, a lot of these songs, if you when they're not about cocaine, are kind of just classic like oh the weekend met a girl at a party or yeah you know there's a lot of that and i'm like that that kind of i don't want to say takes me out of it but it's like oh this could have been a a moment to say something a little more interesting that fits with the concept and that goes back to what you were saying about uh is it our fault that we're putting too much pressure on the concept you know, is it is it supposed to be a loose concept? But he's also yeah. pretty committed to the loose concept. So I, I don't really know how I feel about that. But anyway, I'm I'm kind of ranting well, at this point. I think, yeah, for I I think for me it could have benefited from a bit more of the commitment to it, and just just by trimming th- some things. Honestly, like if yeah. they just would have trimmed, like both the Tyler and the Lil Wayne tracks. <laughs> And, like, you know, is there someone else? I'm, you know, I'm feeling a lot more positive about that second half than, mm-hmm. I, than I would have before. You know, I, I, think, that, I think the thing is, that it's like, um, the, the ideas on here are so interesting that, like, whenever I get kind of a boring uh, boilerplate, like, oh, broke up with my girl in the club type of, Mm-hmm. Uh, track on here I'm like oh man like I, I'm I'm getting impatient and I'm like so it's like you're starting to lose me a little bit yeah. luckily I think by the end he's totally got me back again yes and I'm like really excited but yeah that that's it just I get really frustrated with that second part of it and there's a way to fuse that idea which is what makes a song like take your breath really compelling to me because it's right. a, it's a song about you know he's 
he's in this relationship with this person and you know they're talking about like hey you know uh, you'd risk it all to feel alive uh you know just kind of like bringing death the concept of death fusing that with the concept of a relationship you know sexual right. asphyxiation again like there's a way to fuse these styles in a way that's interesting enjoyable and fits with this greater concept we have going here yeah that's a good point you can still write a uh you can still write a uh, a track about breaking up with your girl in the club and fuse in the idea of death like that that the idea of death doesn't go away just because you're talking about that so yeah you're you're right there there is potential there for uh, a, a little sprinkling of the concept but he just chooses not to for some reason right and you know not to well I guess now I'm intentionally referencing because I pointed out that I wasn't going to directly reference it, which means I it, the reference was definitely on my mind. Uh, but, you know, he has a song on House of Balloons called The Party and the After Party. And so The weekend is both of those. He's the party. You know, he's the part where he's, like, meeting a woman or uh, dancing with somebody. But he's also the after party where you're, like, contemplating. Maybe you're, like, mm-hmm. on drugs. You're, like, oh, what – maybe thinking big picture about your life. Uh, and so when he has that balance, the party and the after party, it, I love the weekend. But sometimes on an album that really wants to be the after party, he leans a little bit into the party uh, on a few songs here. And that that's where the mispotential is on a concept that I think is otherwise pretty dang compelling. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. I think just besides that, too, just having those disappointing verses is just... It just it just kind of sucks. So like even outside yeah. of all of the mispotential, it's like oh man, like dang. Yeah, no, that's that's true. I guess one one lyrical thing I, the last lyrical thing I kind of wanted to bring up uh, before we kind of segue into our final thoughts here, is um, you know that your number is in my phone uh, line that <laughs> I oh. misattributed to the to Lil Wayne. Uh, you know, he says, your number is in my phone. I'm going to delete it because I'm way too grown for that deceiving. You know, he's talking about like this girl who wants to hook up with him, but she's married. Uh, and that's kind of a more mature side of the weekend that we're getting, you know, 10 years after House of Balloons. And uh, he has a song on here where he pretty much straight up says, or, or it may have been an interview where he straight up says uh, he doesn't do hard drugs anymore. And a song on here may have alluded to that. Right, but, yeah. you, you know, as we've grown up listening to The Weeknd, The Weeknd himself has grown up, uh, and you can tell because he looks pretty old on the album cover. I'm not sure if you've noticed that, but <laughs> yeah, he hasn't aged great over the past 10 no. years, The Weeknd. It's like, dude, it's only been 10 years. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, holy That's cow. That's why he doesn't do hard drugs anymore. That's exactly right, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, oh, now we're getting a more mature side of the weekend and uh i I think that's really great uh given that i've followed this artist basically his entire career um i think it's really cool to kind of finally see like oh the weekend has grown up uh and yeah and it fits in with like the aging and the the death concepts and the afterlife uh so it's like if you've been a fan of the weekend this entire time i think that adds even more to the concept um so i like when the lyrics kind of address that yeah, that's a that's a good point. Very wholesome point too. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, anything else you wanted to touch on before we uh, get to final thoughts? Um, I guess the last quick thing I'll say is uh, I don't think we've 
specifically criticized this album for sounding a little samey at times. I don't even know if you agree with me on that, but there are some times where I'm just like, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how they would have fixed that without adding more producers that may have taken away. It, it's the classic like, is this album cohesive? Should should we have this one sound because they're going for one cohesive vision? Or is it so cohesive that it ends up sounding samey? I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm mostly cohesive on that side of the fence. But, you yeah. know, but there are some times where I'm like, this instrumental sounds like the instrumental from two songs ago, you know? So, yeah. Kind of a well, minor nitpick, but just something that crossed my mind. Yeah, I, I think that there is something to that for sure but i i think that like when you're thinking about it again in the context of this concept that he's got about this radio station that's just playing these like you know mm. uh, mm-hmm. like hits of like the 80s type of thing it makes a lot of sense why they all sound like that but my issue is more with just the fact that some of them are kind of boring yeah and uh they don't do much with like with the instrumentation that they're given but i but yeah it, it does that like brings out the sameness of it i think more than if they were actually you know <laughs> interesting tracks yeah i think you know i think that i think that might be right i think that's really what it is it's just i think a lot of these songs on the second half are just maybe it's just that they're subpar compared to the first half and maybe that's why i'm thinking like it's starting to sound samey uh when yeah. it's really just like the songwriting isn't as great so maybe it's and that. I think I think that like bookending it with those like uh, you're listening to Don FM like that stuff yeah is it can only go so far like you can't rely True. on that to you know save a track right no exactly no that's that's a really good point um final thoughts yeah I, yeah I I think that that's pretty much all that I wanted to discuss so yeah uh. No, okay. I do you want me to start or do you want to start? How are you feeling? I'll go. Okay. I'll I'll, I'll wrap it up here. Okay. Final thoughts and rating from Patrick Anderson. Here we go. Yeah. Never expected it. <laughs> Never expected to be here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh this I I think it's such an interesting album. The yeah, weekend is just totally gone into a new era of creativity mm-hmm. with uh the past couple of albums and this one especially so i'm really happy for him i'm like thrilled to see where he goes from here but yeah i i wish that i i, I just wish that there was a the second half of it didn't have a couple of songs or just a couple of ideas that would have been flushed out more or not even included. So mm-hmm. as far as uh, pop albums go this year, I, this was, it, I, it's honestly hard to imagine one that tops this. It's only mm-hmm. the beginning of the year, but he may have already set, the, he definitely set the standard for uh, pop albums this year, um, which is awesome. I'm, I'm glad to have a, another pop album that I'm really, really liking a lot. So, um, yeah, the negatives aside from this, I, it doesn't really take away too much from how I'm feeling overall because this, the concept and the aesthetics and the general weirdness of it just totally captures my, uh, imagination. So I, 
have a solid 8 out of 10 feeling on nice. this album. Nice. Nice. We started off with an 8. That's how we start off 2022. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, you know, I actually kind of agree with, like, uh, like as far as pop albums, this is an album that I'm already rooting for to win the mm-hmm. Grammy next year because it's a good album and an album that could reasonably if he submits, win. I guess. Yeah, oh, that's right. Because right. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, screw that idea. <laughs> it would be funny if he just a year later is like, nah, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Totally forgot about that. But yeah, it's like it's an album that could have reasonably you know win a Grammy. Um, right. But. Yeah, well, I guess not. I'm sure they'll go with something great, uh, as they typically do. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> I like I like your uh, I like your final thoughts there. Um, mine, and I thought about bringing out the uh, doing another Jim Carrey bit to close out, uh, like yes. the album does, but I uh, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> you wrote your you wrote your own poem for this. <laughs> oh, gee, cringe, <laughs> cringe. Um, this is yeah. This is the time where I'd like to highlight my poetry. <laughs> This is a poetry hour with Will Brost. Uh, yes. Oh God, so cringe. I should have done it. <laughs> Bing a gong. <laughs> yeah. You just like borrow the, all the same phrases. Just yeah. Around. <laughs> I mean, that's basically how I did the intro. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, like we talked about, uh, the weekend might be the most interesting pop star we have right now, and I appreciate that he's interested in being interesting. Uh, he easily could have phoned this album in. Uh, Jim Carrey sounds like he literally phoned this album in. Like, I, I don't think he was in the same room. <laughs> but yeah, like uh, Dawn FM is the weekend's first album since performing at the Super Bowl halftime show. And he has arguably never been more popular or more relevant. Like you said, this is what like maybe his most successful streaming album um mm-hmm. and i'm sure like after hours was his most successful one before that you know just because of blinding lights and save your tears alone mm-hmm. um you know regardless of dawn fm's quality it would have sold like hotcakes or uh like streamed like hotcakes but <laughs> yeah <laughs> instead at the arguable peak of his fame the weekend released an ambitious dark concept album about death and the afterlife and i absolutely respect that decision and he kind of won me over almost forever just on that alone just being like i'm like he could have done anything he could have just put out some mid certified lover boy stuff you know what i mean and drake still sold a lot with that but he He decided star boy again he really could have yeah 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 he could have done that kind of thing, it, or even something like "Beauty Behind the Madness," which is even it l- less interesting. It would have, yeah, and it would have gone. You know, it would have gotten huge numbers. It would have topped Billboard for a while. It would have been great. Yeah, yeah it still may have been his most successful streaming album, and maybe even more so. Um, right. But instead, we get like a super creative, like, "Hey, I'm doing this. I'm committing to the artistic vision I established on After Hours, and I'm going through with that." And I really respect that. I think that's great. Um, you know, I guess it's, I think it may be easier for, <laughs> uh, kind of a, an indie artist to commit to like an underground sound cause they're not, you know, mm-hmm. their goal isn't to sell a ton of records, but if you're at the top, there's a pressure to want to stay there. And this was a risk and I think it paid off. Mm-hmm. I think this decision worked out well 
uh, at least for my personal enjoyment. You know, I anticipate that I'll continue to listen to a few of these songs for a while. Uh, you know, Lesson Zero is my favorite, but I also loved Take My Breath, Gasoline, uh, Out of Time, uh, Sacrifice was pretty cool. Those are some of the clear highlights for me. But unfortunately, as is often the case on a weekend album, there there is some filler, and it happens to clump up in the second half. Uh, like I said, I often kind of find myself nodding off, uh, and then it's like, oh, Lesson Zero, like the acoustic guitar, and I'm like, oh, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm listening to a weekend album. Um, that all said, Dawn FM is my favorite album from the weekend. I still prefer the three mixtapes that came out. Oh, uh, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Like, but an album, you know. Uh, yeah. Starting at Kissland to now, I think this is his best album. Um, but yeah, those mixtapes uh, last year they were doing like the ten year anniversary, and I'm like, time flies, man. I feel mm-hmm. like I feel like the cover of this album, dude. I am. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting old. <laughs> I'm seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I enjoyed this album's concept. I love the darker sound here. Uh, I wish it leaned further into those aspects, uh, but I appreciate what we received here, even if I think that maybe there was some missed potential along the way. Uh, I like the execution of Dawn FM, but I like the idea of it even more. Uh, so I'm going with like a 7 out of 10, a solid like 7.5, whatever, 7 out of 10. Nice. Yeah. So it, this is a good album. This is, yeah. This is a good album. I, I imagine... If you're the kind of person who listens to this podcast, I'm sure you've listened to this. Uh, even if you're not the person who listens to this podcast, I'm sure you've listened. It's the, literally the weekend. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, we like this album. A lot of people like this album. This is, I, I think it's his most acclaimed, you know, critically. Um, and, oh, yeah. Yeah. Out of, besides, I guess, like the, the right. three, the trilogy, the <laughs> original one. Exactly, right. Yeah. So, um yeah uh thank you all for listening patrick thank you for the good convo uh thank you for joining me yeah and uh you know until next time peace